Welcome back <laughs> to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. We're four friends. We're four friends. Discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Maybe? Question mark? That's our premise, but it Not ain't this true. this movie. I guarantee you this week people love it. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give their, these films a second chance. Today's pick... On the podcast... Is Carly's pick? Question Carly's, mark? Carly's Halloween It's my pick. Halloween. We're starting Whoa. our Halloween picks. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1990's Ghost. Ooh. Sweet. Written by Bruce Joel Rubin, who also yeah. wrote Deep Impact and The Time Traveler's Wife. Directed Did by I Jerry Zucker, who also directed Airplane, Rat Race, and Bruce's Airplane? People. Airplane? The guy who did Airplane did this? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's range right there. Because if I can think of two movies that are and further longevity. apart. <laughs> we are starring Patrick Swayze. Welcome back to the podcast. Very yeah. recently in Point Break. And he's also from Tu Wong Fu. Thank you for everything, Julie yes. Newmore. And, you know, Dirty Dancing. Never heard of it. What's that? <laughs> Donnie Darko. And, uh, plays a child molester. And Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Next of Kin. Ooh, he directed First Night, too. Really? Yeah. Good movie. We also have Demi Moore. Welcome back to the podcast from G.I. Jane. And yeah. St. Elmo's Fire. Don't lick my leg. Don't lick him. That's weird. Yeah, Jane. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the movies that she did for the podcast. That's she was in. No, she was. Oh no, we didn't do Charlie's Angels too. No, no she wasn't in, in the one. We only yeah. did the first one. The good one, the one with Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. And rounding out our our trio of original, like in the beginning characters, Tony Goldwyn, who's from Scandal and The Sixth Day and Cuffs. Cuffs. <laughs> wow. a movie that we got to do. Eventually. Tony's favorite movie ever. Yeah. Cuffs. My favorite movie on VHS. The Sixth Day. He was in The Sixth Day. Okay. And then Whoopi Goldberg from... Sister Rome. Act. Being Sister Whoopi Act. Goldberg. Star Trek. Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> yeah. From Star Trek Next Generation. The woman who said on national TV that the Holocaust wasn't about race. She said a lot of things on TV. It's like, how dumb are you? Well, she will, used to be really cool. <laughs> I think she used to be really cool. She was in the color purple. And um, now she's really not Super cool. woke. <laughs> I don't think super woke is the correct... Um, I think it's super dumb. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Because there's people who are super right and super left, but they're all also just dumb. super dumb. Yeah. <laughs> they're not looking at all the evidence. They're just licking my legs. They're like their butt. What is going on, guys? It's people who read clickbait articles and then pass it off as fact. That's the life she's living right now. Then we have Rick Aviles. Welcome back to the podcast. He was a Gatesman in Waterworld. I mm. believe he's one he? of the ghosts. He's one of the ghosts. He might be the old man ghost in the hospital. I think he is. And then Vincent Schiavelli is the subway ghost. I think. And he is uncredited as a building planner in Johnny Dangerous. That dude's been in a lot of things. And he, yeah. he died of lung cancer. And He's in this movie, too. he just wanted one more drag. <laughs> I read that in the trivia. I was like, oh, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> and that's the only cast members I wrote down. That's fine. Whoopi's sisters hadn't really been in anything. 
One of them looked familiar to me, but when I looked, I was like, nah, I guess not. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't have to do every little, yeah. you know, extra in the movie. It's the no. main cast. But I Unless something time. really crazy is going on in the background. This like, movie like won Ron two Jeremy Oscars. Ghostbusters, you got to be. Goldberg won Oscars. Like, why was he there? I think he was just there. <laughs> this movie won two Oscars. It did? Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg won for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Mm-hmm. And it won for Best Writing Screenplay Written Directly for the Screen. Yeah, Tony was like, didn't this movie like win Oscars? This isn't the it only was nominated, movie we've done that won It was Oscars. also, it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Film Editing, and Best Musical Original Score as well. I think Dracula won a bunch of awards. What year too. was this? 91. Oh, so close. Okay. It came out in 90. Did it? But, yeah. Who is the Best Picture winners for 1991? That's what I was looking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm intrigued I, I always want to know who beat them when they're nominated. Mm-hmm. Well, while you look at it. In 1991, I'm going to go with Point Break. Hmm. It's not going to be Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> Tony would have mentioned that. <laughs> it should have. Oh! You You're never going to guess who won. Okay, you want to tell the rest of the class? Oh, Goodfellas. No. Because that was nice. I have no guess. Dances with Wolves. Oh, oh That's yeah. why you got so excited. Kevin Costner. I have seen The that. other nominees were Beauty and the Beast, Bugsy, JFK, The Prince of Tides, and Silence of the Lambs. Wow, you, um, oh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Kevin Costner was in JFK. I watched that not too long ago. That movie's fucking long. JFK? <laughs> yeah. It was two VHS yeah. tapes. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> this is this is interesting. No, that I'm... Use your words. <laughs> well, and one thing, I want, the first thing result said all those other movies I just mentioned, and then I clicked on something else, and now this one says Dance with Wolves, Awakenings, Ghost, Godfather, Part 3, and Goodfellas. Mm. I knew Goodfellas was not. Maybe the other one that says Best Picture, maybe that was uh, Golden Globes, because Dance with Wolves <coughs> Excuse me. Hmm. But, well, this movie was a smash hit. Mm. With a budget of $22 million and a box office of 505.7. So it made a couple shackles. <laughs> that guy got to make whatever he wanted after that. Well, the trivia said that this movie uh, was responsible for the rise in romantic um, comedies and ro- the romance genre in movies. Hmm. And then 20, no, 30 years later, they made bros. Yeah. And it has. And it wasn't a, to be stop played. talking about shit about a movie you haven't seen yet. And it wasn't allowed to be played in China. Either, either of those movies. 75% tomato meter. Oh, yeah, they don't do ghosts. They don't do ghosts. 80% audience score. They don't and do gays. a 52 meta score, which is how I was able to choose it for my Halloween pick. I have two reviews. Love that Metacritic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open the whole doors for us. And I read, I didn't read all the trivia. I read at least one piece of trivia, though, that said basically no big name actors wanted to do this movie so they offered right. it to like 10 big yeah, name actors before finally the the writer i think wanted patrick swayze and the director didn't and finally they let patrick swayze audition and he said he wouldn't do it unless they cast Whoopi goldberg <laughs> so it took them a while to cast this movie because <laughs> you wouldn't think they were that tight nobody <laughs> wanted to do it <laughs> like all right i'll only do it if you if you cast Whoopi goldberg well, because like, if you look, if you just look at the basic story, it's a little, yeah, it's a little flimsy. Which is why Bruce Willis said no, even though his wife was in the movie. <laughs> he was like, "This movie's dumb." <laughs> Do you think it caused a little rip at their house? Do you think after the, it was making like all the money, she walked in the kitchen for her morning coffee, was like, "This movie's dumb, huh?" <laughs> and she just like took a sip and 
There's Bruce can do nothing about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what did Bruce Willis do in 1991? Um, no, or 1990? Let's I see. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I want to see what he decided to do instead of this. Die Hard 2. Was it Die Hard 2? I have no idea. I don't know when the first Die Hard came out. When was Hudson Hawk? Is that 94? <laughs> Let's see, this is going to be good. All right. Hold Bruce on. Willis in 1990. Hold on, it takes me to scroll through. He's been in a lot of shit. <laughs> 1990 Die Hard 2. Oh. <laughs> so, um, he had a couple things going he had, on. He had Hudson Hawk. <laughs> 1991. You guys are good guessers. But, but look, but also, he also did Look Who's Talking 2, The Bonfire of Vanities. He had Hudson a busy Hawk. year. Yeah. He Maybe did. it was a Man. time concert. He had three movies in 1990. Well, Oof. I mean, he, and he, to be fair, Look Who's Talking 2 probably take up a whole lot of his time. No, and it was a. And the first look who's talking was a big movie. Yeah, it was like it was. a big deal. This is this is the many actors that were. This was actors that were offered the part but turned it down. Kevin Bacon, Alec Baldwin, Nicolas Cage, Kevin Costner, Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, David Duchovny, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Tom Hanks, Paul Hogan, who <laughs> instead made Almost an Angel, Ooh. Kevin Oops. Klein, Dennis Quaid. Mickey Rourke, that would have been weird. John Tra- and John Travolta. And Mickey Rourke could have pulled it off. He'd be like, no, no. I think David Duchovny could have done ghost. a good job. <laughs> my ghost. My ghost. I want my ghost. <laughs> I Nicholas Cage would have been interesting. Look, who, look who's talking. Cost seven million dollars to make. And it made three hundred million. The first one. Yeah. Wow, I guess that's I... why they made "Look Who's Talking" too right away. And "Look Who's Talking" now, now. and then I think there was that one, one the didn't do so. something. I that was "Look Who's Talking." Okay. Now was the dogs. Mm. And I'm ashamed that I know that. <laughs> okay, I've never seen that one. I, I stopped I after two. I saw the first one and the second one, but I didn't see. Yeah, that. the third one, John Travolta becomes an airline pilot. Mm. Really big stretch. <laughs> yes. Anyways, I have two reviews. We, yeah, yeah, let's talk about this movie for a minute. Spoon cleaner. Gave it a one out of wow. Interesting. On July 10th, 2000. There is no spoon. Like heroin? Spoon man? Maybe I'm a heartless soul, but I hated the combination of sickly slush and glamour that is ghost. I'd rather spend an evening shelling peas. The problem with describing this film is where to start. Maybe wouldn't acting an over-sentimentalized script or complete lack of any sense of dramatic realism or poor direction and obvious plot progression. I've enjoyed romantic films before, but I'd recommend settling down to an old black and white movie or anything in preference to this. Interesting. Obvious Spoon cleaner did not like it. <laughs> Was it one star? Yes. Yeah. One out of ten. On the other hand, SM-FAIZ, small phase, I don't know, <laughs> mm-hmm. gave it a ten out of ten. Most heart-touching immortal tale of an immortal love. Call me biased, call me blind, but this is the most beautiful, heart-touching movie you can see if you are the romantic kind of person. It's like the... <laughs> Sorry. It's like did the you bi- read this did ahead say, of time? No, like, I did read it. She said the Bible. This is why I picked it. It's, it's like the Bible. I didn't the read Bible. it out loud. It's like the Bible. The father of all romantic movies. <laughs> The father of all romantic movies uh, is the Bible. Well, or, I think they're saying it, but it's no. the Bible for the romance genre, oh. but it's not because it's not but a happy Bible. Ending. It's not like the Bible is the father of all religious manuscripts. <laughs> it's not. Or the I just father of all so books. Funny. It's like 
I'm not sure I get your comparison, your comparison, ma'am. Oh, goodness gracious. Crazy person. Stop texting Tony yeah. while we're podcasting. I'm not texting Tony anyways, while we podcast. Anyways, I'm not going to read the rest of it. That's, that's crazy. I did see a funny-ass uh, argument, like not in person. It was a meme thing somebody put up, and they were arguing about capital punishment. And they were like, capital punishment is evil. You should never do capital punishment. What has capital punishment ever done for the world? And the guy said, gave us Christianity. <laughs> All right. If they didn't have capital punishment, Jesus right. wouldn't have been crucified. Yeah. It's a really good argument. It's funny. What did you think going in, Elaine? I thought, I have not seen this in a long time. Probably not since 1990-something. <laughs> 92. No, I've, se- I've seen this since then. Well, in 91, I was only 11, so I definitely wasn't seeing it. Like, even if I saw it then, I wouldn't have given a shit. So I probably saw it sometime in the late 90s, maybe like 97, 98 on VHS, rented it from the Blockbuster. It probably popped then up on HBO. I think I've only ever seen it like twice. Mm. It's not something in my regular rotation. So it's been a long time. So I was like, okay, I'll watch it again. I misremembered because I thought the evil ghost, because he didn't go into the light, I thought the evil ghost kept trying to catch him. Oh. oh. That but that's not scary. what happened. That's not what happened at all. And I was like, don't they try to get him too? And John's like, no. And I'm like, I'm misremembering this. So what I found out in the trivia, the, the evil ghost people, mm-hmm. the sound they make is babies crying yes. backwards and slowed down. Yes. Jesus. Which I read. And Who then as I was watching it, I was like, you can like, hear it. Oh, yes. Oh, that that it. is what it is. <laughs> and it's weird. Well, what'd you think going in, John? I thought, I've never heard of this movie. What's, what's Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> Foley artists truly are magical people. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually, I saw this in a the theater in 1990, whatever it was. Really? My mother wanted to see it, and I was 11. You went to see Ghost with your mom when you were 11. Yeah, what's wrong with that? We also saw Wayne's World in the theater. So what? Yeah, but Wayne's World is the kind of movie you take your mom to. Ghost what else we saw in the theater? Holly Davis and the Marlboro Man. Because I went to the movies with my mother. That's what we did. That was our thing. Now you got to take your feet off of me. Dang for, it. For judging. Oh. I'm just, you and your mom. No, no, fuck off. My Fuck off, you and your stupid candy corn earrings. Look, I can't judge. My mom took us to watch a weird double feature that was Fire in the Sky and the Sandlot. <laughs> you watched Trilogy of Terror when you were a kid, so you could Yeah, but I don't think that was because my mom let us. I think that's because it was on TV and we didn't change the station. I think Ghost was on TV when I was growing like when Probably was on TV. TV. Somewhere around like 93, 94, it was on TV like constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Because there was Which no is, I think, when I watched it, and I haven't really watched it. Because that was a few TV. years after it came out, so it was all it was on like cable TV. It's probably a movie of the week. Uh, yeah, like TBS, TNT played it on repeat. I think. Yeah. What about you, Tony Tones? I, <laughs> I don't remember when I saw this the first time. You and Vic didn't go see this in theater together. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, I do remember seeing it somewhere, probably on VHS or on HBO or something, and I remember liking it, and then. Weirdly, I rewatched it maybe three months ago, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, let's watch this again." I was like, "Okay, let's let's just watch it." I was like, "Okay, I'm glad I watched it again." And then I made him watch it again, again, again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't make me do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the records? All right, I picked it, and I believe he watched it again. I didn't watch it with yeah. you though. I'll he told through. me he watched it. I'll, I'll sit through <laughs> we'll parts see. of this all the time. I'll sit through parts of this. <laughs> I'm not going to sit and watch Ghost all the time, but there's certain scenes that I'll probably rewatch. You know. Say my name. Say my name. Sam Wheat. Sam Wheat. Yeah. Say something. You think I jumped? Sam Wheat. Well, fuck you. Sam Wheat. 
And it is kind of a long. Get off of my train! <laughs> the train part's really cool. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite scene. Uh, all right. Well, we'll find out. Yep. I guess. The movie opens. I was... I also hadn't seen it in a very long time. This opening makes it seem like it's going to be a legit scary movie. With the letters <laughs> Like going the title card pops up and it's like... <laughs> and then you're going How through does it this... Do? <laughs> I don't think I Make can Make sure I remember that, right? You play it backwards. It's, really it's almost scary. like yeah. a jump scare, though. And then you have like a hazy construction site and you're looking at all the tarps and coils and... And it's like, what the hell? I was watching it like, this isn't a scary movie. <laughs> it's not white noise. But the opening makes it seem like it's going to be. And then we see three people working in uh, a home renovation. It's Sam and Molly's new place. And Carl is Sam's best friend. And they have just purchased it and are finding ways to open it up. If that's what a best friend does, don't do me no favors. <laughs> Well, they're clearly not pals. <laughs> well, he doesn't get. Yeah, he doesn't. They right. they realize the attic is This guy is like Pat Garrett. Oh, I'll never kill you, bro. You know Thanks, Tony. You know what? It. Carl's like Pat Garrett. He turns on him. Oh, fuck that, Pat Garrett. I watched Young Guns you too. Yeah, he watched Young Guns too the other day. Nice. I need to rewatch that. No, you don't. It's not as good as the first one. So I watched Young Guns when Lane wasn't home, and then I watched Young Guns too. Dude, he throws a knife in Christian Slater's arm. Yeah, it's awesome. And he's like, you want. And Lou Diamond Phillips like, you want your knife back. Yeah. You've your heard gang, of me. Your gang now. Arkansas Day Brutaball. I do love Arkansas Day Brutaball. So, I can't gang. help it. I, I like how these are based it. on actual people. Yeah. Based. <laughs> and they're... Yeah. Based on a true story. They never could prove or disprove that that guy, that guy was really the kid. Because um. how would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what Use was? those very well-kept Wild West records. <laughs> I do believe they finally said, nah. Yeah, they probably they, said... Who gives a shit? Someone officially <laughs> said that's not him. I was like, well, how did you officially say that? Because we decided. Yeah, they're like, but this is Billy the Kid. He's responsible for a murder. Because <laughs> in real life, he didn't really do anything. Like, crazy, crazy, crazy. He killed a couple people. It's just, you know. Glad we could have Young Guns chat again. Pulp, you know, stuff. But we'll see that in Unforgiven. Like I don't think there's any connection to this. Movie. Oh, we're going to do Unforgiven? <laughs> hmm? We're going to do Unforgiven? Eventually. That's one of my favorites. We talk about the duck? You mean the duke? The duke. Nah, the duck. Unforgiven. The... <laughs> You see, uh, the cowboy movie? Yeah. I've never seen that. That's, oh, I love that movie. I, I say that's uh, Clint Eastwood's swan song. You sort of stop making movies after that. I've never seen it. I haven't seen most of Clint Eastwood's movies. Have you, seen, you haven't seen Heartbreak Ridge? No. She should see Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, the Cowboys, it's very, very problematic do, nowadays, but I it's do very good. I do kind of want to see Any Which Way But Loose. Oh, God. You've never seen it? No. What about Any Which Way You Can? No, the I haven't sequel. seen that. But I do love the song, Any Which Way yeah, But Loose. Yeah, well, Josie Wales? That song is so good. No, I haven't seen it. Jesus. Pale Rider? You know... Just full of dollars. My God. It's the only <laughs> Clint Eastwood he did Magnum a lot. <laughs> He's like 90 the years Deadpool? old. <laughs> he did a I movie called The Deadpool. Yeah, but that's not... the one that you have mentioned. <laughs> but that's not the good Deadpool. I saw Million Dollar Magnum Baby. Force? You saw Million Dollar Baby. That's I'm something. sure I've seen some... In the Line of Fire. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I don't know. We're, we're, yeah, you've seen what? that with Renee Zellweger. About, I know things about pigeons. <laughs> Not Renee Zellweger, um, no, Renee, um, was, uh, Renee, Renee Russo. Russo. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. A, I, don't John I don't feel like my mom and dad were a big Clint Eastwood fan, He's so a, I don't remember seeing a lot of Secret Service. I don't, I also haven't seen a lot of John Wayne movies. They, mm. I, we weren't watching a lot of Westerns only, in my house. The only John Wayne movie I would say you have to watch is The Quiet Man. You would like yes. that a lot. Maybe. You, it's, it's kind of a romance scene. 
Is it? Romance-y. Kind of. I might be misremembering that movie then. <laughs> well, I mean, it's about him getting a wife. So then we see Lane's one Carl steal and Sam go to work. They are bankers. It seems like Sam... I think I saw Space Cowboys. ...is mm. above... Maybe not Carl's boss, but he has a, a position above his at the bank because he has his own office and Carl's desk is outside in the like common area. Yeah. <laughs> Sam has a big meeting with a Japanese group that arrived early and another client needs $900,000 transferred and made available to him by 10 a.m. Sam can't do both, so he has Carl to take care of the money transfer while he goes into the meeting and Carl needs his code to do that. Sam just gives him the code no problem and he goes to his meeting that seems like a bad idea you shouldn't give other people your code <laughs> but it still happens when I worked at Rite Aid I knew managers codes because they didn't want it to come to the front every time I needed manager approval <laughs> I never give anyone my code and I that's make how them fraud happens. fucking wait <laughs> no one gets my code See, that's how fraud happens I do sometimes loan people my keys because if you give me your manager code I'm doing all the manager shit <laughs> Like, I would give my keys to Regina or to David. But we don't need I to hear the story about... giving my keys to <laughs> No, no, we don't need... No, no, no. Don't, you, don't, do, don't put it on the record. Just go ahead. So, anyways, um, back at home, things have really come along in this loft space. So we know that some time has passed. And <laughs> so their stuff is being Sam makes in. money. Uh, yeah. Sam makes money, money. Mm-hmm. Because I get the idea that... Because we don't know what she even does for a living. I think she's, she's an artist. Yeah, well, she's yeah. An artist. <laughs> it's a pretty but, big... Uh, pretty big apartment for New York, too. Yeah, she's yeah. an artist, so most artists don't make any money until she they're dead. She has pieces in galleries, but so she's not she's a starving a, artist, right. but she's still She can't afford artist. that place without him. No, probably not. I That's why she was really crying when he died. <laughs> oh, I'm sure she was on his life insurance policy. He seems like the kind of dude that oh, was yeah, well prepared. Does. Especially when they bought the place, I'm yeah. sure... But let's be honest, she's not making the kind of money to afford that place, and he is. Unless she's independently wealthy. <laughs> well, there's that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but she doesn't seem to know anybody except for Carl. Yeah. So there goes that idea. Because if she so, was, or if her she was par- well Maybe off, her parents are dead and she inherited a bunch of money. Yeah, but it's New York City. They'd have, she'd have had friends. She would have been a socialite group. Yeah. All right, Carl comes over and marvels at how beautiful everything is. Yeah, we don't know anything about her. No. No. Like nothing. No, we don't. I did love your impression of her, though. Which isn't going to transfer onto the podcast. Well, she stands there with her mouth open. The whole movie. <laughs> so he was like, Can you close your mouth, just please? does this the whole movie. And he did the face, and it was great. <laughs> we'll get to that. And how, and how Sam is uh, blessed to wear Vitroni Groshen Red for all eternity. <laughs> There's upsides. John... I'm gonna. John thinks that that's probably your favorite tertiary object. The, the shirt. There's a nice shirt. That was my pick. I'm like, that's Tony's favorite object. Why? Tony grows red. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Um, so if you've ever really wanted to know what Tony grows red is, listener, just watch a ghost. Yes. <laughs> okay. Molly shows Carl some of her sculptures that she just finished, and then gives Sam some crap because he brought his chair. It wasn't supposed to come. Later, he said, she I says, it that. doesn't go with anything. He said, it I, goes with me. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that stupid trope of, you can't bring the thing that you love into our shared home. Yeah. It bothers me when... Because I think it's ugly. Because I think it's ugly. <laughs> Who cares? It's my chair. I sit in it, and I like it. That's, it I, also, can't, I can't stand that stuff because it's always like, who's coming over? 
<laughs> you only Carl, know you and only Carl know and Carl. Sam presumably have been friends since yeah. before you moved in together. Carl probably <laughs> helped you pick out that chair. Yeah, it's not like you're actually a socialite and you're entertaining people. It's Carl's coming over sometimes. But I've never gone to anyone's house ever in my life where they had one ugly chair and was like, "Oh my god." Yeah, we gotta go. Oh my god, that fucking ugly chair. Did you see her ugly chair? I can't and believe honestly, she let her husband put his stuff in her house. Considering People this was 1990, it's not even an ugly chair. No, it's nice. <laughs> it's just a lazy boy. I grew up with friends that had ugly furniture because yeah. they bought it in the 80s. You know, like pineapples all over it or that ugly brown plaid. Like Frazier's dad. Yeah. Yeah, I can see if it was like beat up. Legit and, and ugly like furniture. <laughs> if it's got duct tape yeah. on the seat to then keep maybe, the one spring in. Yeah, maybe you need but to let it go. But this is just a plain but it's chair. chair. <laughs> it's just fake Hollywood arguments. Anyways. But that's about, well, actually, but people do that. Like, well, real life people yeah. do that. Like the wagon wheel coffee table. Yeah. That's clearly awesome, but neither one of us wants that. <laughs> Who buys a wagon wheel coffee table? No one. I mean, some people. No. I saw them when I cleaned people's houses. <laughs> All That's right. true. Later, before they go to bed, Sam tells Molly that he's afraid that the bubble is going to pop because things have been just going so well. And he's just waiting for the shoe to drop. Around 2 a.m., Sam wakes up and finds that Molly is not in bed. She is on her pottery wheel, which seems to be right off the living room. And I just thought, doesn't that make it dusty? <laughs> Carly, is, Carly is not okay with this pottery happening in the house. <laughs> Closed room. <laughs> I just I didn't like that it was out in the open. I thought I mean, we got to this, this is dirt. <laughs> I thought we got to this really fast because mm-hmm. I feel like like this movie gets going and then hard stop. But also, <laughs> called ghost. There needs to be one in it. This is supposed to be like people think this is like one of the sexiest things ever. No, it's but not. John and I Lark no. are like we didn't see them wash their hands. No! I need to see them wash their hands. <laughs> Touching me with those pottery hands, man. Carly said, "Look, you're gonna get so dirty." I wrote, they start over with him helping her at the pottery wheel, and then they start making out, and suddenly their hands are clean, and they bang. Okay, and I was like, "They did not wash their hands." So he goes, "Maybe they did." I'm like, "No, they did not." When they bang, her shirt is suspiciously clean too. Yeah, who is doing pottery in that blousey of a shirt? You gotta have your pottery clothes. Later, yeah. she yeah. has on dirty ass overalls, Smock. which seem like Which's pottery like clothes. But this just seems like she rolled out of bed completely nude, put on one of his shirts, and went to do pottery. Do not <laughs> take your, your man's shirt to do pottery. In the trivia, it says the origi- they originally had them having sex on the floor next to the pottery wheel, and I was like, oh no! <laughs> You're going to get clay in your hoo-ha. That's it's how yeast infections happen. Dirt. It's <laughs> No thanks. That's you. how yeast infections happen. <laughs> No clay in your new hoo-ha. No clay Lay in your hoo-ha. Oh, man. But this okay. is supposedly one of the sexiest scenes. I didn't think it was that sexy. And apparently Patrick Swayze said while they were doing it, he, it was one of the sexiest scenes he ever yeah. filmed. <laughs> no. Yeah, to be fair. Bruce Willis thought it was cool. <laughs> to be no. fair, how many sexy scenes has he, he filmed? His scene uh, in Dirty Dancing? In Dirty Dancing, that right. shit was Road way House. sexier than this. Well, yeah, I guess he does sleep with... What's her name? Fake blonde chick. I mean, he even had sex in Point Break. (laughs) We missed that part. Thank you. With Warchild. That's why he was so mad at him. He He didn't call him back. How did he know that anyway? How did he know his real name? Because they were 
He was yeah. banging him. Mm-hmm. He was banging him. That's right. So back at work, Sam seems to have found a glitch, and there's too much money in some of the accounts. He tells this to Carl, who offers to help him figure it out, but um, he would need Sam's new code because Sam changed it. And Sam's like, dude, I have gone down this rabbit hole, and I'm going to figure this shit out. <laughs> and so, I love that, but there's, there's too much money in this account. And there's the thing, well, there's money in my account. I'd spend it. Uh, don't do that. No. Friends, listen, put it on receive. If you look into your account and you see there's more money than there should be, don't spend it because you're liable for it. And if they tell you that, then you've stolen it. Because you know who keeps up with money? Banks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> hey, there's an extra $10,000 and you spend it, you owe them money. Yeah. All of that. It's They're not, not going to be like, hey, our bad. Yeah. Keep it. Bank no. favor. It belongs uh, to somebody. Bank error in your favors don't ever happen. No. Monopoly lied. <laughs> So Carl asks what Sam and Molly are doing that night. They're going to go see Macbeth. And Sam invites Carl, but he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm also good and don't want to see Macbeth. No. After the show. Place. Well, Macbeth killed the king. Would you like a nail file instead of cutting your nails with a knife? It is kind no, of terrifying to watch. I don't... <laughs> Especially after what we saw Charles do. What in, are you uh, doing? Old. Stop that. You're not six. <laughs> Thousand years old in, in Old West. <laughs> Where'd you get that tiny little knife? I've had this tiny little knife forever. I carry this around and I poke it. I use it to poke holes in my coffee cups. When you get it from like 7-Eleven, you put a, a hole in the back there where there's airflow. Yeah. That's my coffee so knife. So you're playing with your... It's yeah. my coffee knife. A coffee knife. Coffee knife. Uh-huh. Interesting. You don't have one of those? No. <laughs> I guess I don't need one. I don't I buy do... coffee that often from places... And I wouldn't, I mean, I guess if I brought that to work, nobody would know. But if I, somebody did randomly search my bag, I'd You'd get in trouble. trouble. <laughs> you can't have that. <laughs> I, I always carry a knife when I'm at work, but as soon as I get off work, I take it out of well, my pocket. Well, the jazz triangle business is kind and of And so you, you wouldn't want to poke a hole in your coffee with my work knife, knife. Because yeah. I use that to open freight boxes. If I could tell you about how many gang fights have been in the jazz triangle business. I have a drawer with plastic silverware in it. I once had a shanky guy with a triangle. No, you didn't. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> and you would, if you were going to shank a guy, it wouldn't be with the triangle. It would be with the little dingy thing. The dingy thing. The tiny little drumstick. Yeah, what's it called? The food for carving. <laughs> <laughs> the food for carving? The, the food for carving. <laughs> I have a fake job. You need to do your research. <laughs> I think it's a drumstick, actually. It's not a drumstick. Anyway. Metal. After the show, Molly is nervous because she's going to have two new pieces in a gallery that gets reviewed by the New York Times regularly. And Sam's like, who cares what they think? Your work is beautiful. And he, she should only really care what he thinks. And she says she wants to marry him. Aww. And he is surprised because previously she has not been open to discussing marriage. And now she suddenly says she wants to marry him. And then we have a fake movie fight. He doesn't understand why she's upset. And she suddenly now is upset because he never says I love you. He always just says ditto when she says it. And that's not the same thing. And sometimes she needs to hear it. But then they get mugged. Because they're just stopped in the middle of the streets. <laughs> yeah, their, their awareness for New York natives is pretty fucking bad. And Sam and the guy hits Molly, and Sam goes from take the money to fuck you, dude, and they fight. The gun goes off. The guy runs away. Well, he says like he pushes Molly or says something to him, and he goes, "You son of a bitch!" and attacks him. Yeah. Yeah, fellas, put it on receive. I know you feel like that would be a good idea. Don't do that. Someone usually ends up dead, and there's a fifty percent chance it's you. <laughs> uh, well, there's also a fifty percent chance it's. Your girlfriend who just got hit in the face as well. Notice it's never the guy. <laughs> because he's holding the gun. I feel like 
there's like a point zero zero percent where he accidentally shoots himself in the foot. Well, the problem is only if he's done. Now. Is that he has the gun, so it's always pointed away from him. So when you're fighting with him and he squeezes the trigger, the bullet goes not, away from him. That's not true. I've seen on the internet. There's those guys. They show that they teach that thing. Well, you take it. <laughs> yeah, so then I saw those things on the internet where they're like, and you try that, and the guy's like, oh, how did I end up in heaven? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> He's like, what's in his clouds? And like, he goes, that shit doesn't work. <laughs> I'd have thought about the movie, but it's lost it. All right. Well, the guy runs away. Just... Oh, my thought was, okay, so they are right. They went to see Macbeth, a play. There's a lot of people, and they turn the corner, and they're in like the cruddiest street ever. It's Gotham. Like, why didn't you go to the subway with all the people? This is very um. Yeah, it's like Batman's parents would have one bad. It like it was like, a small. You're Thomas Wayne. Theater and yeah, but like, the what the fuck are you going down all, the dark alley at night? The light behind them, and then they're in this dark fucking. That never made like, sense. No, the Waynes would have had a ride. Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Wayne likes to stay close to the people. My goodness. We just keep knocking this phone over today. <laughs> well, John is doing it. He's too animated. I did it the first time. It was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you said Don Knotts, and now I want to watch The Shakiest Gun in the West. That so, you've seen, but you haven't seen Clint Eastwood. I love yeah, I that movie. I had it on cassette to, on VHS and watched it a shit ton. I rewatched The Apple Dumpling Gang the other day. Yeah. Not good. No. No. That's funny, because I watched sad. Three's Company, and his leisure suits are amazing. <laughs> I love Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the about. premise of that wouldn't work today. They're like, oh, well, two single girls are living with a single guy. So. Yeah. And? <laughs> <laughs> Watch New Girl. It's one girl and, and three and guys. Six, <laughs> six guys. It's like, and? Yeah, who cares? And they also um, couldn't make that because he was faking to be gay. Oh, that would so not work yeah. nowadays. But anyway, Sam chases the dude. And then he turns around and goes back. I was going to make bosom buddies. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a good thing. <laughs> and and Sam I realizes like that really? yeah. <laughs> he is laying on the ground. He's not chasing the guy and standing in the street. And we re- see him realize that he has died. Now think of the mind fuck <laughs> that's got to go on. You see you. Oh, yeah. All bloody. And you're there. But you're seeing you. Go into the light. He reaches out, his hand goes to through the scene. I don't know, you gotta be a ghost for a little while. People come to help, and they run through him. I don't know if he got an option. No he one did. sees him. Yeah, like, he gets an option. Like, the guy in the hospital later on doesn't get an option. Yeah, you do. No, it sucks him right up. It did suck oh, yeah. him right up. Then why'd he get to be a ghost? He didn't, he, because she said, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. And it distracted him, so he went back to Molly instead of going into the light. Oh, the guy in the hospital didn't have anybody with him. No, he was he all by himself. He's like, he... And that old guy in the hospital was waiting for his wife, and then he got to go with his wife, theoretically. We didn't see that part. So yeah, he hang out for like a week as a ghost. And I'll the bad guys you. didn't get to pick. They didn't get to run Honey, away. Don't worry, I'll wait for you. Oh, will you? Are you going to haunt me? A little bit. Are we in here and be like... Mm-hmm. Then we keep moving your makeup. <laughs> a very strange scene. Where he wakes up from a nightmare, sweating yes. and freaking out, and seems to have the this hold on or go to the heaven moment, and then he's back in the street, having the same moment. Does he go to the light or stay with Molly? He chooses. He chooses to stay, and the light goes away, but yeah. he doesn't survive. So it doesn't like, make the any sense. Is he could stay and wake up, but he doesn't. That's not a choice. <laughs> no, and it's not like his whole life flashed before his no, eyes. It was just so it's weird. It's like a bad dream, and then it wasn't a dream. Like, that scene I didn't, didn't feel like need we needed be. that scene at all. 
He just realized, oh shit, I'm a ghost. The light comes. He's like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, then um, at the hospital, he meets another ghost who welcomes him. And together they watch a man die and go to heaven. The man says, this guy was lucky. It could have been those other guys. Sam goes to ask him more questions, but the man is gone. says, doors aren't as hard as you think. Zip zap, no big deal. I'm like, I think that would make sense. I'd be like, wow, I could just walk through things. Yeah, but why don't you fall through the floor? Yeah. <laughs> and how did he ride in an ambulance? Mm-hmm. How does he get upstairs? He rides, in, he rides in cars a couple of times. Why store him or go up in elevators? Elevators not worthy. worthy. <laughs> I'm going to miss his little chats. <laughs> so Sam goes to his funeral oh, and sees another ghost Avengers. in the cemetery. I think we're going to watch Avengers. Let's hurry this up. All right. Molly's not doing well. Sam wants to comfort her, but instead just hangs around near her all the time. I would also be like Molly and not doing well. (laughs) Carl comes over and goes through some things with Molly so he can take some stuff that was work-related back to the office and help her weed through some things. He was this close to getting that little book. I'd be fine because I didn't know Patrick Swayze that well. She's He'd be like Tony. You want some point John break again? Died in the street. Oh. She would be like Molly. And not oh, be I thought okay. she meant him. And you're like, I'd be fine, Carly. Yeah. Be like, well, if somebody <laughs> held us up in the street, we would just give them our wallets and be fine. Like, yeah. although in this case, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> even even if the guy although, had hit me, he was just looking he, for the book. He just so wanted he the address book. Yeah. So what's funny is these Carl kind of robberies don't really happen anymore. People don't have cash. No. And if you steal somebody's cards, they cancel them like immediately. And you can't use cell phones. As soon as you steal somebody's cell phone, you just the worst call part is you have to company get a new and it's well. If they were going to rob us, it actually us, has an take... adverse effect. Is now they can come find you. If they were going to rob us, then they could get watches and jewelry. Most people don't know how much expensive watches are. Yeah, well, and if they pawn them, then they have to be on a list and all that shit. Yeah. and lot driver's license. It's not easy. I mean, only people only really know like three watch brands. Who are you saying? One of them is Casio. And you can just watch eBay for like a couple months. <laughs> That's my watch. I'd like to buy that. <laughs> All right. So, yada, yada, yada. Most people sell stolen goods on Facebook Marketplace. Is that right? And offer oh, up. Oh, yeah. Really? Offer up. What's the other one? Uh, there's a bunch of those for you. They're like online portals. And... Hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So, Carl convinces Molly to go for a walk. She doesn't want to go. And she smacks him, and then she says she's sorry, and goes for the walk. Mm-hmm. Sam goes to follow, but all he had to do was say, door. "I need that book. That's work related. It's important. Yeah, I yeah. need to take that." She don't fucking know. And she's like, she "No, says, I want to keep it." He's, she says, "Sam's address book," it's, it's and, a, and, and, and he say, "It's full of work clients, and I need it." And yeah. she would have been says, like, "All right, yeah. hey, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll bring it back to you. Yeah, let I'll me just let me just take this and let me jot down some notes so we have them, and then you can have the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the movie's even, over. You can even look through it real quick. There's nothing weird in it. <laughs> I just need to make sure to I have all the client information out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies that look, kind of fix this whole thing like that. <laughs> Carl is an idiot. <laughs> that is true. I mean, he did get into true. the uh, business with drug dealers. Yeah, he did try to steal money from a bank that he worked at. He was money laundering. He wasn't stealing. He was laundering. He was laundering. laundering. Oh, laundering. That's right. I mean, um, so, I, mean, I don't think that's a really good way to launder money. He threatened a dude who killed his friend. <laughs> you know, like, what's the best, well, he should have been like that's that dude should have shot. Money? Mm-hmm. Art. <laughs> this is worth $80,000 because I said it is, and mm-hmm. I have $80,000. All right. So, it's a really good way to launder yeah, money. It's a very good way to launder Well, the thing about laundering money, though, is you have to get the money back. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So Sam goes to follow, but is freaked out by the idea of walking through the door. And while he's trying to get himself to do it, the man who killed him comes in with a key Willy and Lopez. starts looking around. His name is Willie Lopez. Willie Lopez. Molly comes back very quickly, and Willie Lopez is still in the place, and he hides. Sam is freaking out because the man who killed him is in the house. I like how he's trying to hit him. Because <laughs> yeah. honestly... I'll probably do that too. You're like, you have no, you have no idea what to do. So you try to hit him. It's like, this isn't working, but the stairs are working. He's like, maybe a ghost, you would touch people inappropriately. I would not. That's creepy. Yes, you would. Really? You think I would touch people inappropriately? I think you'd go around giving people wet willies. Well, that's, that's not inappropriate. That's what you need to explain. And, and, I, I knew what you meant, no, but I was like. And touching people's boobies. I would not be touching people's boobies. I think you would. I think I don't, I'm a little mad at you. Don't touch me. That's a now, really mean thing to say to someone. I could see, like, smacking people on the butt as they walk by yeah. just for ki- shits and giggles. But um, no, I wouldn't. No, I, touch not, not, not in their pants, pants places. <laughs> but just like. That's actually what you said, and I wouldn't. <laughs> just you. Yeah, you know whose boobies I'm not going to be touching? Yours. Okay. All right. Well, it seems like maybe the man's just waiting for a break so he can leave, but then he sees her starting to take off her clothes, and now it seems like she's thinking about. Doing something before he leaves. <laughs> I was. Just, I mean, he could be raping her. He could be just watching her get naked. Yeah. Sam remembers that the cat can sense him and hates it, so he gets the cat to lash out and jump on the man who runs away with his face bleeding. Sam jumps through the door and chases him. And he ends up on the subway train and is attacked by the subway ghost. And potentially, John's favorite scene. <laughs> and the it's ghost can touch him, can push him. Yeah. The ghost, the ghost is just like reading the newspaper. Yeah. And then he's, he's like, get off my train! He's sitting next to someone reading the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> and he breaks the glass and this ghost can do shit. And uh, then he follows Willie all the way home and learns that he is Willie Lopez. And he's looking for something specific that he will go back for in a few days. When, he, when Sam leaves Willie's place, he sees a storefront... For spiritual advisor Oda Mae Brown and goes to check it out. He watches in silence for a bit as she pretends to be sensing some lady's husband and then he can't help but make comments about how this is a crock of shit and a scam and Oda Mae can hear him and it freaks her out. Mm. <laughs> that would. If you were a fake psychic that couldn't all of a sudden... yeah. You you've all, you've made a living pretending to, Which, to talk oh, to the Oh, but dead. but is she though? Because she, later she says her grandmother had the gift. My mother had it. My mother's mother had yeah. it. I never so did. maybe she they never are. Had it. She just well, she said she never had it. In this world, maybe they are mediums. Well, the interesting thing is, she after she senses Sam, then all of a sudden all these other ghosts come to her. So yeah. no ghost has ever been following their loved one before. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because you would think that she would have sensed an, another ghost would have spoke to her before here unless maybe just nobody uh, tried or maybe she just started the medium thing because apparently she had a bunch of yeah. other jobs and stuff so That's maybe true. she just well, set this up artist. Artist. Yeah. Yeah. so once he realizes that Odeme can hear him he gets excited and starts talking a lot he wants her to say his name to prove that she can hear him and eventually she does John did that wheat. <laughs> <laughs> then he follows her back into the closet and she freaks out and she runs away, but he just yeah, goes. He, <laughs> she leave me alone. He's like, no, I don't, I don't, 
Because if you could finally find somebody who could hear you and you're a ghost, leave me alone. No chance in hell. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to run into someone else like you. So now that Otome has apparently received the gift, she doesn't want it. And Sam should go find somebody else. And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm not leaving until you help me out by calling Molly and warning her that she's in danger. So she's like, she calls Molly. She's like, it's not going to work. And he's like, just call her. And she does. And Molly hangs up on her. Sam is like, all right, well, then you're going to have to go see her. And she's like, no. And <laughs> he's like, I'll wait. And he uh, sings Henry VIII uh, until she relents. <laughs> Henry VIII, I am mine. Why are you eating mommy's hair? Stop that. So the next day they go to see Molly and she does not buzz them into the building. So Otome yells at her from the street about a bunch of stuff only Sam would know. About pictures they took together and the green underwear. <laughs> Eventually Molly comes down. And, and the sweater that's two sizes too big. That she made. They go to a restaurant and discuss the situation. Molly doesn't believe in life after death. So she is struggling to wrap her head around this. Otome explains that she can't see him so you can only hear him. Molly gets mad and decides to leave. She thinks Otome is messing with her. Sam, I like, because in this, she goes, okay, well, where is you right now? And tell her, I'm right here. And he goes, that doesn't help, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> so Sam has right her, beside her. <laughs> tell Molly that he loves her. And she's like, that, he never says that. And so he says, tell her ditto. Tell her ditto. What the fuck is ditto? It's just what he said. It's a, it's a I know kind of a thing. It means, it means I mean the same thing you mean, yeah. <laughs> so they go back to Molly's place where Sam and Otome get into an argument about how to relate the message to Molly and how far Otome is willing to go because basically Molly's just sitting there while Sam and Otome talk and then Otome figures out what she's going to say and tells Molly stuff you in danger girl <laughs> <laughs> and then Otome realizes that Willie Lopez her, the address is her neighborhood. She's spooked and leaves as soon as the message is delivered that Sam's death was not an accident and Molly is in danger. Molly calls Carl, who tells her that there's no way that Sam is there. And Molly's like, well, how could she have known things that only Sam knew? And uh, and then she tells him the name and address she was given for Sam's murderer. Carl thinks that this is deranged and doesn't understand how Molly could believe any of it. And she's like, I know, you're right. It could all be nuts, but I need to find out the truth. And Sam wants me to go to the police. So Carl's like, don't go to the police with the story about a ghost. But I will I mean, check out right. this Willie Lopez person for you. Because if you go to the police, yes, a ghost told this ghost, woman. Ghost yes. in New York? <laughs> yes. Ghosts in Massachusetts? Maybe. Because some of those podunk places do use, like, psychic mediums and shit. But New York, they're not. Well, that's the Long Island medium. Unless Ghostbusters is going on. Remember she's the Long not, Island medium? Yeah, but she well, was. They, they also exposed her as a fraud. But whatever. Well, shocker. Lucky we're sitting. She's like, she was just like Miss Cleo. <laughs> Call me now for your free reading. <laughs> Miss Cleo. I love Miss Cleo. She went to jail, I think. Wow. Shocker. The Long Island medium had a TV show on the TLC, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Learning Channel. Yeah, where we learned about frauds. Yeah. So Sam accompanies Carl as he goes to Willie Lopez's apartment and it and is worried about Carl because this dude is dangerous. But then Willie knows Carl. <laughs> yeah. And Carl is mad at Willie for blabbing. He must have told somebody. 
And he's like, look, Willie, you need to find the woman who knows about the murder and get rid of her. And Sue, he has to get the code so he can get the money out of the computer. Apparently, he launders money for drug dealers, and he has $4 million in the works right now, 80000 of which is his own money. Excuse me. This explains why there was too much money in the accounts earlier. Sam is shocked. He also tells Willie this is all his fault because he was just supposed to steal the wallet, not kill him. I did you a favor. So Carl gets the key. Bless you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Carl gets the key to Molly's place from Willie. He'll get the address book himself. Sam wants to hurt Carl, but he can't. And then Molly does go to the police and they make fun of her. You son of a bitch. (laughs) The one cop makes fun of her, but the other cop goes and looks up Oda May and finds out that she's a fraud. Like, that lady cop is an asshole. Mm -hmm. Because clearly this woman is deeply bereaved. And she doesn't need you laughing at her. The the other cop cop is like, all right, you're deeply bereaved and someone is taking advantage of you. So I will look into it. And then I'm the way you're asking me to. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to run this name and find out she's a con artist and then show you that she's a con artist and is taking advantage of you. Mm -hmm. Not that she's a real psychic who knows about a murder. Although she is. This cop is wrong. So Carl breaks into the apartment and gets the address book with Sam's coats. The officer comes back with the files on Odomay. There isn't one for Willie Lopez, but Odomay is a con artist with a lot of I find it hard to believe that there's no file on Willie Lopez. Unless <laughs> it's not his real name. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I thought maybe he didn't really even check about Willie Lopez because he was more curious about Oda May. <laughs> yes, but he seems like a pretty good cop. So we might run it. And she had a name and address. He asked her if she wants to press charges against Oda May and she says no. So Carl goes to work, and Sam watches him use the codes he found in Sam address, Sam's address book. It works, and he is back in business. $4 million will be moved from Rita Miller's account to a bank in the Bahamas tomorrow, just before close of business. So Carl stops by to apologize to Molly for not being there for her when she tried to talk about the visit from Oda May. He wants to make amends and ensure their friendship is good. He brings her some Japanese apple pears, and he asks if he can come in for a cup of coffee and talks about how he is also struggling to adapt to life without Sam before intentionally spilling on himself and uh taking off his shirt. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. And like what? That's such a nice friend, you know. <laughs> your your friend's gone, so you try to screw so his he's, girl. So he's trying to to get yeah. with her. This yeah. felt really weird. It did. Yeah. Because it kind of doesn't like he, it what kind of sick it bastard would do it that? Felt it like, didn't come from anywhere. I mean, I can understand you're ripping him off. Okay, he accidentally got killed. But now you're trying to bang his girl? That's just I feel like up. it's too soon to try to bang his girl if you had feelings for her. Obviously, this dude wasn't really my friend because I had him murdered. You gotta wait um, a month. But you know? He didn't have him murdered. He tried to have him But robbed. it seemed like... Yeah. This scene went in a weird direction. Like, if he had spilt the coffee on his shirt so that she would rinse the stain out so he would have time to put the address book back... Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the move. It's not... Now I'm gonna try to have sex with because my if she, friend's because girlfriend. Because if she is not receptive to this, then you're straining your relationship, and you're not gonna get. You know, you're like making she's it harder to get the book. Well, like she obviously, like she believed oh, this right. crazy psychic woman. She's obviously still very in love with Sam. She's not gonna want to have sex with you. No. So, 
Um, he asked her why she didn't come down to the bank to sign the paperwork. Maybe she didn't really love Sam. Because she does kind of... She's a little receptive at first. And what's all this paperwork she has to sign at the well, bank? She may be lonely. I'm guessing... Like it's you not said, an okay reason. His insurance and stuff. It, like that that he okay. had insurance it's accounts, okay. but he probably made it so no. she had access to his yeah. bank accounts. No, sad and lonely. And she just no. has to go sign the paperwork, <laughs> like bring the death certificate. He's gone. Buy that. This money is At mine all? now. No. That's my guess. I don't know. Um, so she says she didn't have time to come to the bank because she went to talk to the police and it was awful and she feels stupid. Jail, you okay, woman. buddy? <laughs> he was doing that earlier, too. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Is there a bug in your nose? Mm-hmm. I think he's got... Uh, he might need an uh, allergy pill. Maybe he's uh, he was outside a lot today. Uh, are you all stuffy? His yeah. eyes aren't all swollen. Usually when he needs an allergy okay. pill, his eyes are swollen shut. So Carl tells her that sometimes we need to let ourselves believe things when life gets really hard, and that's okay. Molly says she feels so alone, and Carl gets all up in her space, shirtless, to try to comfort her, and tries to kiss her. Sam is appalled. <laughs> yeah. He jumps at them and manages to knock over a picture frame, which oh, startles snap. them. And Molly tells... Which is the only thing that stopped them from doing the hibbity-dibbity. I don't think Molly would have went through it. You, know, you don't think so? No, I don't think so. Mm. Molly tells Carl that it's too soon, and he invites her to dinner tomorrow night just to talk. I think she would have got some... Make out, and then and then it. freaked out. I think she would have got some D, and then ah, felt guilty about it the next no, day. Be like, I made a mistake. She yep. wouldn't catch no D. She tripped, fell, landed on his dick. Even if she did, she doesn't have anything to feel guilty about. She's single now. <clears throat> it's been like she doesn't what, know that Sam a is fucking just week? sitting there watching her. <laughs> here's the other thing. All right, so the timeline here seems weird because when we talk about Molly and her, how upset she is. Like, they act like she's supposed to be already over it. So it feels like it's it been a couple been months. But it can't have been more than, like, a fucking week. Yeah. Because he's still trying to find the money for the drug dealers. Yeah. yeah. And Sam's so, code isn't going to work for too long yeah. Yeah, he dies. <laughs> he dies. They so, will disable it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they would think they need the code, too. So they're giving her shit about how sad she is, and it's only been four days? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Just, I need at least need four months. There. I would be inconsolable for weeks. So Sam goes in search of the subway ghost who attacked him because he needs to learn. He needs to fuck some shit up. (laughs) See, and this is the thing that I misremember. See, I thought the subway ghost made him leave because when the ghosts are together, it attracts the bad Guys, oh, wow. to hell. I don't know who you so, watch. <laughs> but it's I, neat, though. It's been a long time. So I'm misremembering because I thought that the ghost kicked him off the train because the ghost was afraid that it would attract the oh, yeah. the it bad ghost. No, and I just... thought he would... And when they have this scene and he goes back to learn from the train ghost, yeah. I thought that the train ghost would explain that the bad guys will get no. you if you stay in one place too long. Oh, no. No, and that's why he lives on the train. No. But that no, didn't happen, and that was all no, shit I just made up in my the mind. The only thing that's going to get you is the rhythm, eventually. The train, <laughs> the train dude is obviously has had mental problems and killed himself. I don't. I think he was pushed. <laughs> no, yeah. But it was apparently I in was the pushed. subway. Who pushed him? One, of, the peop- one of those people who was tired of his shit. 
That, that, actually, that might be true. Or it could have been an People accident. leaning over reading your paper every day. Eventually, you got to go, hey, I'm pushing you in front of a train. <laughs> I'm just saying. So the dude refuses and makes a scene, but then seems to respect that Sam is not backing down. And he helps him. He explains to Sam that the problem is he still thinks of himself as real and alive. But you're basically only your brain, not a guy crouched on the floor wearing this red shirt. <laughs> you can't move things with your hands. It's all in your brain. It's all in your mind. Yeah, he wants to, use to your move emotions. things. He has to do it with his mind. He has to focus his emotions, let them explode from his gut. And in my what notes, is it, I typed cup? from his guy. Yeah. <laughs> from his gut is onto that a, the is, thing he wants to move. <laughs> explode out of your guy? Is that a euphemism for penis? I was like, why is does that it why say no that? Is there no ghosts? Mm. There were no female ghosts in this. There was at the cemetery. That ghost was a girl. When she walked through the headstone, yeah, Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Forgot about her. As far as we know, we can't assume her. There might have been a female ghost in the crowd at Oda May's house, too. Maybe. I didn't really. Orlando, you like it? It's autumn sunrise. Eventually, Sam gets it and tries to get to know the guy, but then realizes that he has some issues. I don't have that information. And he goes from the cool guy that's helping him out to a guy who doesn't recognize him and is angry again and yells at him to leave him alone. After he dies and becomes a ghost and is haunting me, he'll go to your house once he learns to focus his powers and write you a note and and tell you that information. Okay. So You'll know it's him because he scratches pals onto your dining room table. (laughs) That's how you'll know it's me. That would make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it just occurred to me that someday I could scratch pals onto the tiger and make Tony cry. No, because I <laughs> I have to be dead first. John has to be dead, so that oh makes God. you a monster. <laughs> That would be so mean. That's that's fucked up. No, so after John dies, you've got to scratch that into your dining room table so that we can make Tony think that John became a ghost. Why are we planning stuff (laughs) that when when John dies... Because you're going to live forever, and don't you want some fun in... (laughs) So, of us four, John's dying first? Probably. His body Uh, rejects life all the time. Who do you think is going to die first? I'm sorry. Of all of us? Yes. Probably me. But you're immortal. Once he dies, you'll so scratch past into your dining room table. Then I'll cross that. We, should, we shouldn't have told them. Yeah. We'll be all sad. We'll be all sad. Okay. Do you we'll be like the week first? after the funeral. Because we the want other, to. One of us will say to the one, you want to, you want to feel they better? They keep this up. We're going to go scratch pals on your dining room table. Yeah, we'll scratch pals on our own tables. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Whew, sorry. And our next wives won't know about it. That's right. <laughs> Brand with the big hooties. Yoga mom, big hooties. Kids are going to love them. Lovely Svanya. Mm. Okay. Sam Parks is moving things, and he heads back to talk to Odeme again. He moves she... a bottle cap, right? Yeah. yeah. In a Coke can or something? He kicks a Coke yeah. can through yeah. his head. She and then he hits a sign. Yeah. inundated with ghosts who want to talk to their loved ones and do not appreciate Sam cutting in line. The dude whose turn it is gets frustrated with Sam distracting Odame, so he jumps into her body. Which is not okay. That ghosts can just <laughs> yeah. willy-nilly jump into your body without your permission. Uh, that's possession. Yeah. Yeah, that's called I'm possession. I'm not okay with that. Because well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they just do it. I'm just telling... You don't get a vote, and there's no prosecution for that. I'm not okay. <laughs> don't jump in my body. All you can do is call Constantine. <laughs> 
Yeah, Constantine. Or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is. So Otome is pissed about this. Get out and of my she kind of pushes him out, and the dude is exhausted when he comes out. But it's out. funny, though. Otome kicks everybody out. But then someone else walks in, and it's Willie. Prospect, please. Willie. Uh oh. Spaghetti. Sam tells Otome to run, and Willie shoots at her while she hides in her closet. After Willie runs away, Sam explains that she has to help him, and the man will be back to kill know? her. <laughs> <laughs> Which. Oh, no, it actually doesn't work. Sam's I was going to say, you know what's a bad the idea? The dumbest plan. Is for oh, yeah. Willie May to shoot. Or Willie to shoot her, but the, after the police know about it, but he doesn't know that the police know all about him. Yeah. So. So, what? What? Oh, you want to hear Sam's plan before you talk about how dumb no, it is? I was going to say Sam <laughs> has the dumbest plan. By the way, that was just my my thoughts on the plan. It's stupid. Yeah. So. He he has a plan. It will work, he says, but she's going to need some of her fake IDs. He promises that if she does this, they'll never bother her again. So Which, she agrees. Why would you think that? You steal the drug dealer's money, and they'll never bother you again. That's not how crime works. It's, he he thinks that nobody's going to figure out who she is, I guess. So they won't but, come looking for but her. But Willie knows. But, but she knows. But he knows that Willie knows who she is. And he also knows that Carl knows she exists. Yeah. And then Molly went to the police. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of people that know this she is. This is just I the big fuck thinks... you to the drug dealers, and he doesn't give a shit about old mate. Exactly. <laughs> I guess he thinks that... Because and quite she's honestly, using once you're a ghost, ideas, what do you care that they won't trace it back to Otome. And once the money is gone, they'll stop worrying about Otome and worry about how they're they're gonna have yeah. to run for their lives. Yeah, I guess it's still dumb. So, it's a dumb plan. She wears her nicest clothes and goes with Sam to his old bank. And I maintain they should have had a meeting beforehand where he told her exactly what the plan was. Because all yeah. he seems to have told her is, oh, "Meet me here yeah, dressed in your nicest clothes." But that's, <laughs> but that's just so the movie can be funny when she's surprised about everything. Yeah. You would absolutely tell her everything that's going to happen because she could fuck it all up. She almost yeah. does more than once. So she goes in. Sam we won't get into her. how long it takes to, to you know, move this kind of money, you know. Sam feeds her just enough information to sound like maybe she should be there as Rita Miller to sign a new account card and then go close the same account with Lyle Ferguson, who is happy to close the account until he sees it will mean withdrawing $4 million. Odame cannot keep her cool. $4 million! <laughs> yes, that is correct. In a cashier's check, because at first she says cash. Well, no, he <laughs> she goes, says tens and twenties. He goes, how would you like that? Tens and twenties? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Lyle brings her back some forms to sign, and she starts signing them. But Molly walks in, and Sam goes to try to distract her so she doesn't see Otome, because she's the only one of them yeah. that has seen Otome. Um, Sam also goes... $8,268,729.45 for that. Wow. Chunk, chunk of change. He tries to rush Otome to the elevator. Those are the things that bother me during this movie. Like, what's that? What's that? Oh, I know. <laughs> Molly does see her and goes and talks to Lyle to see if the transaction had anything to do with her or Sam. But Lyle's like, nah, she's just closing the account. And uh, he asks if there was any problem. And she says, I guess not. And goes about her business. He's like, oh, that was just Rita Miller closing an account. And she's like, oh, okay. Upstairs, Carl goes to process his transaction for the, it's weird to me, though, that it doesn't occur to Molly that that could have been a fraudulent <laughs> transaction. Well, <laughs> my, 
I and I wondered if maybe she thought that she was that this woman she saw this woman and thought it was Odame and was wrong. Like yeah. mistaken identity. Like not that the, it's not like they look different, but she only met her once. But she only met her the one time and she was dressed in a you know, more casual manner and, and she's like upset. You know. yeah. She might be one of those people that's terrible with faces. Like, I'll remember your face if I meet you, but I will takes me 17 times to remember your name. Oh, man, I'm so bad about that. One of the dudes at, one of the new cashiers at work, I called him Gary for two days. His name is Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so there's, bad. There's two teachers who share the room next door to mine. They were both there all last school year. And I know that one of them is Miss P., that's not her name, but it yeah, starts with a P, and everybody calls her Miss P. And then I just look at the sign on the door to figure out the other. I know who they are, Ms. but Poof. I I just don't. And then I asked Miss P last week. I was like, I see what, what you do did. I call your co-teacher? Because she's also Miss P. <laughs> she was like, actually, the kids just call us both Miss P. <laughs> Anyways, but I just learned that last week, and it's been over a year that we've been next to each other. <laughs> I make coffee in their classroom all the time. They have a curry. Is, I have to ask you this question. Is Miss P black? One of them is. But the one the one that you call Miss P. No. Oh, the, oh <laughs> Because for some reason, all of, and this is, I don't know what it is, but all of the older black ladies at work, we all call Miss whatever. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that to, like, I don't call Jamie Miss Jamie. And she's the same age no. as Robin. Was... But I call Robin Miss Robin. And I don't know why. I do it too, though. Everybody at work does it, though. My, chi- my two TAs, Miss C and Stephanie. <laughs> and that's why I want, I'm My curious. boss, Carrie. <laughs> or Alicia. Yeah. Paulette. I always say Miss C. I never just say her first name. But... I mean, everybody at work does that. It's not. It's not like it's just me. But like, it's weird, everybody though. does and it, it's and it's so you start strange. Calling my bosses at work, Mr. Joe. <laughs> so, anyway, Mr. P. Mr. P. It's just a thing. But I have noticed that. How are you there, Mr. P? Mr. P. Sounds like a not as cool Mr. T. Well, he's not as cool as Mr. T. So he's definitely not. I mean, let's upstairs, we see Carl go to process the transaction for the drug dealers and. Freaking out because the account has been closed and he does not know how yeah. or why that has happened. Odame just cannot wait to start spending this four million dollars. But Sam is like, "No, you don't get this money. <laughs> you can't keep it because then they'll trace it. They'll trace it. You have to get rid of it. So give it to those nuns. What? You give this to a bunch of nuns? <laughs> so what are they gonna do with it? They so can't even buy still gonna, it, it didn't matter who was on the street collecting but money. But they're still going to trace that money to the nuns now. So now you put the nuns in danger. Way to go, Sam Wheat, you fucking idiot. It's, this movie was... They didn't check with If that movie that was made today, it would be a high school dance team at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> Which, they get really mad when you don't make eye contact and pretend they're not there. I don't need some 12-year-old girl in booty shorts giving me the evil eye, by the way. <laughs> I do. I mean, Lucy gives us the evil eye every time we go to her house. <laughs> don't play her in ladder golf, by the way. That's a free tip. Oh, I don't play anybody in ladder golf. All right, so. Play her in ladder golf. Kick my ass. Wow. Who is this? Oh, Lucy. Dark, dark <laughs> Sorry, my brain. Blue. I did see um, her in some booty shorts. 
I don't think I've ever so, seen her booty shorts, and I don't want to. She's on the cheerleading squad, and she's on the dive team, so she wears little shorts a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, when I went to Carly's bachelorette party, slash helped her make flowers. Yes. <laughs> helped to get Carly ready right. situation. Those flowers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oda May just cannot. Oh, I Cody's bachelor party had to be at my house. <laughs> so <laughs> We had no she, plans of that. <laughs> Oda May leaves in a huff after she home. gives the notes <laughs> the money. Mm-hmm. Why are Nun we still here? <laughs> almost passes out when she sees the check. And then upstairs, a gleeful Sam watches Carl freak out and then starts fucking with him. Yes. <laughs> I can't type fucking with him in my Microsoft Word because it highlights it and says offensive language. Does it really? Put it in quotes. And I'm like... What program do you use to... Do you put... Word? I use Word. And it says that? It just has its Mine own editor. If you put it in quotes, does it still have offensive language? I don't know. I haven't tried. Because then it's somebody else's offensive quote. <laughs> oh, you know so it's does it autocorrect it to something else? No, it no, just no, it underlines just it and that bothers me. <laughs> well, you can't... I mean, you could print it out with it being underlined. I know. Either, yeah, it's, just, it it's just an editing thing. So I wrote messing with him in my notes, but... <laughs> I get flagged for being too wordy at work all the time, but there's certain sped things you have to word a certain way, and Microsoft Word just doesn't like it. Too bad. That I will ignore. <laughs> but anyways. Hey, you can always just right-click and ignore this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he moves a chair and then gets on Carl's computer and types in murderer. And then Carl yells out, who's doing that? And Sam types his name over and over and over. Yeah, he was <laughs> typing really fast. <laughs> Carl pushes the monitor off the desk. Which I would too. Yeah. Like, huh, oh, let me turn that off. He turned it back on. All right, fuck this monitor. It's got to go. <laughs> and then Carl goes to see Molly. He's, he's still freaking out. And he wants to know everything the psychic lady told her. Molly's like, it doesn't matter. Her name isn't even Oda May. It's Rita Miller or something. Molly saw her at the bank and she closed an account with Lyle. And Whoops. Carl seems to get physically sick. <laughs> so Molly goes to give him some Pepto. Sam messes with Carl some more. And Carl threatens to set the building on fire. And then to kill Molly if the, Molly, if the money isn't back by 11 o'clock. He's going to have a hard time with that. Donate yeah. it to the nuns. Way to go, dipshit. So, I mean, I guess you could cancel our check. Which, this is my thing. Guess. Why did you think this Cashier's plan was going to work? You can't this plan was dumb. <laughs> but it might have already been negotiated. If it's already been negotiated, sorry about your luck, that's cash. I mean, if it's a, if it's a nunnery and they got the $4 million, I would, I would imagine they, they snatch that shit up as fast yeah, as no, they possibly can. Uh, right? yeah. That nun probably went right back yeah. in the bank and cashed that fucking, yeah. and deposited it in and her she account. she was no longer a nun. <laughs> <laughs> Her and the other nun that were there. She was a many. She, yeah, she was a some. They, 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 they went down to the islands and lived a good life. Yeah. They were no longer none. They were honestly, many. So if you're taking donations, someone hands you an endorsed cashier's check for $4 million, would you take it? Well, the, the problem is, is, is it how can they catch you with the fraud? Because, I mean, that's... There's no fraud there. Someone handed you an endorsed cashier's check. Me, personally? Hmm. I don't know. You're just collecting money for whatever... And someone hands you an endorsed check for four, with four, for four million dollars. But you're supposed it, to give it to the kids. And you're supposed to give it to somebody else. Would you keep it? You're no. supposed to give it to the high school I dance team. I would 100% team. keep it, not to a damn person. Mm. Wow. And depending on wow. who I was with, I might have to kill him. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> because wow. do you know why? Because that person may kill you. <laughs> Money makes people do some weird shit. You'd have to be a pretty good friend to be like, all right, we're going to split this and, and not have to worry about them killing you. He is right, because I've read a bunch of 
stories about lottery winners and like so many of them are I mean Elaine wins a lottery and then you get a van and kidnap her and take her to Mexico and torture her until you know there's all kinds of like weird ass shit Jesus. I'm not getting in your van no well, <laughs> well you're getting in her van I'm not People gonna try to terrible. take your money yeah. <laughs> you're not getting, I'm not like, getting you in your van really if you pull up in a van well, one day I'm gonna be like yeah, I did not win the lottery get off like you may have to kill somebody yeah. this is just some shit look if you want that money because my mom always gotta go my mom no you don't even tell me you got it you just say those they assholes. were standing there when I got handed no. the check. They gave me a they, check. They just gave me a fucking receipt. That's fucked up. And put it in your pocket. <laughs> they just gave me some trash. And put it in my pocket. I don't know. I would donate it to the charity. It's not my money. <laughs> she says that now. She's so full of shit. <laughs> I, I would give it to I the charity. I have a really high because... moral compass. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No one has a moral compass that high. I would give it to them because I don't know enough about this banking banking to know that i'm not going to get caught i know enough to and i know that that's enough money to where if i got caught with fraud i'm going to jail i know i keep it it includes you have a batmobile in your driveway well but you would you know more about that stuff than i (laughs) i would be i would be like there's someone watching there's you know it's just they're trying to see if i'm going to steal this (laughs) it's not stealing they gave it to you yeah that's just how i would be all right right. yeah I might do that. I might do that. I might get the chain go, hey, man, I have a question. It's a little weird. So Carl tells Molly he'll come back around 11. And she's like, I'm He's going to kill bed. her at 11 if he doesn't have that money. Sam rushes. You're not coming, coming over my house 11. at 11, exactly. Yeah. Unless something else is going to, yeah. Unless I'm breaking out the booty call. Unless I'm breaking out the pottery wheel, you know. I thought he meant 11 a.m. No, no, no he comes at night. P.m. Because he comes he would... back at 11 o'clock well, that night. Yeah. I don't know. I missed that part. I guess I just thought was he was telling her that he was coming. Happening. <laughs> I thought he was telling her he was coming in the morning, but then he just came back that night. No. At 11. No, he it came back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't realize that. She was still looking for the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I must have checked my phone or something. I thought and not... that too, though. Every time I watch this, he's like, I'll be back at 11. I'm like, that's, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to knock on the door. I'm like, Fuck off. Go away. Yeah. So Sam rushes to Is somebody Ode Bay. dead? <laughs> what are we starting to do at 11? <laughs> and he's like, you and your sisters have got to get out. And he gets them out just in time. They go wandering around their building trying to get in people's apartments. And then they barge into some woman's apartment. Next moral question. Someone's banging on the door. Help me, help me, help me. Let me in, let me in. Do you let them in? No, because no. I, did, I did it before. Some guy came to my house at like 2 o'clock in the morning and was banging on the door. Said he got hit by a car. And I said, that's cool. I'll call an ambulance. He's like, well, I really need to come in. I really need to come in. I was like, no, nothing is letting you in this house, dude. Tony did call. And I called and the cops. they came, in, and he was like, gone. <laughs> he got there in like, fucking, it was a minute, too. Yeah. They were like right there. And I was like, that motherfucker just went down that road right there. But yeah, I ain't let nobody's fucking coming in my home that two, I don't know. At least two of our neighbors. Ever. Like, yeah, the neighbors I would just come out. I don't answer the door ever. Like, even when people knock, I just look out the window. Yeah. And go back, you know, <laughs> I don't fucking answer the door for anybody I don't know. So that's funny. We stopped by your house a couple weeks ago. Well, you yeah. The door? yeah. Well, you also text me on the way over, but <laughs> I know you, but like if some rando's knocking on my door, it's like, you can wear your hand down before I open a door, man. I don't fucking know you. <laughs> if it's really important, I people feel live like, here and here. I feel Try like. Them. I let the dogs bark because if they stay, they're not breaking in now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I feel like this is an apartment building, and I kind of feel like she if you know seems like a person who would have known some of her neighbors. Yeah, like if it's and your neighbor, and there would have yeah. been a neighbor she could go to. And you to. know your neighbor, yeah. 
Like, Elaine wouldn't open up the door for our neighbor because she doesn't come mow her lawn. No. Nope. Help, let me in. <laughs> mow your lawn, I'm bitch. Not, I'm not. <laughs> like, really? You say that. She's getting murdered. You say that, but you're equally pissed off that that lady let a fucking branch hang off the side of her fence for over a month. Yeah, she cut a branch and it, like, must have fell. She probably cut it from the inside, like, in her backyard, and it fell into the front yard, landed on the fence, and she just left it. For a month. Was it a big branch? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not... It was at least seven feet long. And she just, she like, just let it sit there? Yeah, she's like, yeah, good and enough. The tree that she cut it off were fucking weeds that she let grow. The little the little Filipino lady that lived there, Violet, if she saw what this bitch has done to her landscape, <laughs> she would freak out. Elaine calls her this bitch because she's never talked to her. No, <laughs> if she knocked on the door, I wouldn't answer it because I wouldn't know who she was. And I, I answered the... F- the door in the daytime, but once it's dark, I'm you not answering the door. You answer the door with Rando's answer knocking on the door. Uh huh. No, you don't. Yes, I do. So they can see the big giant Rottweiler head. I open the door and then I have to hold the dogs back, and I'm like, "How can I help you?" And then they're like, "Well, we're putting in solar panels." And I said, "I'm not buying a solar panel." Are you sure? Because you could get a deal. I said, "There's no way I'm fucking buying a solar panel." So stop coming here. So, and then I shut the door. What, in their what face. I've trained the dog to do is, if I hold his collar a certain way and I shake him, he keeps barking. <laughs> It's, I don't, we just fell into this little thing once because if I hold him, I'm like, stop, he stops. But if I hold his collar and I shake him, he keeps barking. Nice. <laughs> like, wow, I'm sorry, he's not very friendly and I just <laughs> shake him and he's just, just going. You would slide over They're not side. coming back. <laughs> no, I'll open the door because then the dogs are right there trying to att- get out and they don't yeah. know that Boss is the friendliest dog on the planet, but he, he just, will keep jumping on the door. Yeah. Which looks, Meanwhile, at our house, Killers is just wagging his tail like, what'd you bring me? <laughs> He'll, he'll, he'll bark. I mean, that's a little. That, so, friends, this is, this is a tip. Train your dog the when you hold their collar, they bark. The driveway. <laughs> it may save your life one day, because they're not coming in the back door now if you have a giant Oh, they freak out, hand. too. No. But when I've lived not in, the UPS guy, though. The UPS guy thinks jail is cool. But when I've lived in apartment complexes where I had you neighbors in my hallway, and we did laundry in the hallway, like, you kind of know your neighbors in the hallway. with all your pieces. And... If I looked through the people and saw one of my neighbors and they were asking me for help, I would have let them in. I mean, I'm sure you probably that. know the, the fraudulent psychic next door. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, sorry. Blue, 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 I lost my spot. Um, mm-hmm. So, You're Carl at the goes part to with check M. downstairs. Yeah, they break into week. the apartment. It's empty. Carl goes to check downstairs. Sam starts fucking with Willie. He slams the door, starts knocking so things off shelves. He's Holy writing shit, on the dude. bathroom mirror. I'd be throwing. I, I, I would be going with the dark people <laughs> after what I would do to Willie. This is my. Yeah, I have a question about this too. We'll get there. Because he Willie, murders Willie and yeah. 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 Willie Call. shoots the mirror and practically and practically falls down the steps and is rushed to get out of there. I'm gonna talk to that train man again. I need to know something. <laughs> <laughs> this guy killed me. Can I fucking ruin him? Like, can I kill him and it's okay? Can I drop okay? his dick off and throw it down the well, road? Well, like, mess, none of this. With even my mind. <laughs> keep going. Okay. Um, Sam continues to push Willie and knock him down repeatedly as he runs away. And eventually he runs out in the street and gets sandwiched between two cars. Yeah, he 100% Ooh. caused that. He killed him. That's okay. A, and that's a rough yes. way. So do you still get to go to heaven if you no. kill... Now... Carl is different because Carl is, he's clearly protecting the women when he, when Carl dies. But Willie, yes, Willie murdered he, he, him. He goes and kills but, Willie. Yeah. But he kills Willie. And at least, it's at least, that, it's that, at least manslaughter. That seems he, like you don't get to go he, to he heaven after you murder. 
But does but it not count? Causes yeah. death. Does it not count as murder if you're already a ghost? <laughs> well, legally, I don't think they could charge him with it. No, but like, the handcuffs won't be like, falling off. Your choice of heaven they, or hell. Do they cover your head when you get in? A the bright ghost? light or the <laughs> no. creepy Once shadow get, people. <laughs> but has has I leave my head out the top. <laughs> but my thing is, have you already? Has your heart already been weighed against the feather, oh, and it doesn't count? Egyptian do yes. And it doesn't count after you, you've been weighed and you already got to choose the, you know, heaven or whatever. If you're the son of your but face, so does you it, go back. You have to go on the But the if you go the and then like, kill a bunch of people, like a poltergeist, we're but does that, does that change your you're scales? You're already dead. I don't know. I you know what? This movie never thought about that and decided that he's the good guy. So if you're the good guy in Hollywood, you could do anything. Well, yeah. yes, we you know that. You can straight murder a dude. It's like, but he's the good guy. We've like, seen that over and over. Oh. <laughs> Look what she did. Or was it? A ghost? It was Sam. 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 All right. So. Or was it Henry VIII? I am. So Willie dies, and his ghost sees himself oh, and starts saw them in concert. freaking out, <laughs> just like you would. Um, freak me the fuck out. So, la la la. Sam tells him that he's dead. The people that sang Henry VIII. I forget who sang it. But I saw them in concert with the monkeys. Sam tells me that he's dead. That was a cool concert. It was cool. And Were you then a believer? We <laughs> see the shadows move. Yes. They take shape and make horrible noises. The baby crying backwards and slowed down. They take Willie's ghost away to hell, and Sam watches and is horrified, but not sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't well, be sorry. I wouldn't be like, sorry that my murderer went man. to hell, but like, he ah, should ah, be sorry ah, that he killed somebody. Then turn around, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> You'd actually say shit. <laughs> Jumping on the train. Move <laughs> over, man. Yeah, the, like they didn't try to come for him, but they could have. <laughs> they, they should have grabbed him too. So Sam and Otome take a cab to Molly's place, but Sam hurrying the cab along, by pressing the gas pedal. Yep, and killing them instantly. Uh, Molly does not want anything to do with Otome, and Sam goes through the door and has Otome tell Molly that she is wearing the shirt he spilled a margarita on and the earrings he gave her for Christmas. Otome is not faking this. <laughs> Lucky he remembers that. Mm-hmm. Sam has Otome slide a penny under the door, and then he moves it up the inside of the door and then off the door and brings it to her hand. Why did you need a penny for this? Now, that's very cool. Because he can carry it. <laughs> but It's like the mage hand. It could have been anything. But there could have been anything. shit up in her house. Yes. <laughs> He's bringing you the gift he got you for Christmas last year. Why did you just possess her? I don't think... Can uh, you possess somebody who's not a medium? Probably not. Wow. Oh. That's an interesting conundrum. I'm going to go with so no. So all those people that are possessed are really yeah. mediums. I didn't think of that. Because you gotta have that psychic connection to no, that, that world. I have oh, no yeah? idea. <laughs> Interesting. I'm glad you're an expert. I just made that up. Makes yeah, sense though. Makes sense. <laughs> so Molly opens like the door. You want to watch the frighteners? And lets Odame in. They call the police, and Odame helps them. Helps Sam and Molly have a moment, a shared moment. They dance. Mm. <laughs> and this they don't is break supposed out the pottery to be. Wheel. This is supposed to be really be sweet weird. and kind of sexy. Because she's But the whole equipment. time, I'm like. I just want you to flash to Whoopi yeah. Goldberg. I know. Oh. 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 I was like, like, it's really I sexual said, and sensual, and it's oh, so romantic. Luckily, until you realize that's Whoopi Goldberg. We've seen Patrick Swayze and not Whoopi Goldberg because that would be comical. <laughs> I think they should have done. I that. thought about that the whole time this time. I don't remember ever thinking about that before, mm. but now this time I was like, but that's Whoopi Goldberg. 
<laughs> and how he was like hugging her and he's taller and Whoopi Goldberg is not. Yeah. I just kept thinking about that. But thank God they didn't kiss because that would have been weird. <laughs> Yeah, they, and the way she's maybe like, she would have liked it. Her and Oda may might have ended up nice together. That feel like Sam. That feels like Whoopi Goldberg. I know, right? <laughs> maybe she End decided. The movie's a yacht with uh, Oda May and what's her name just hanging in the Caribbean. <laughs> and they've decided they love each other. Girl, watch know. out, though. You don't want to end up on the old beach. Mm. Oh, sorry. But the moment is abruptly. Never going to a beach again. <laughs> because Carl arrives just in and case. starts banging just on the case. door. Sam is thrown from Odame's body and is disoriented, just like the dude. Orlando. Was. Orlando, mm-hmm. yes. Odame and Molly go he uses to the up fire all their escape. ghost energy, <laughs> so he can't move. And Carl shoots the door locks and comes in. He Which they needed this key. to happen, otherwise he could just. <laughs> yeah, he does have a key. Like he, did Willy. <laughs> he has a key, but he shoots the door locks and comes in. It's dramatic. He hears them on the fire escape and goes after them. Sam cannot stop And why? Him. Why do people always run up the fire escape instead of down the fire escape? Mm. Sam can't stop him because he has no energy. Carl catches up with them, and they've gone through a window back into the building. It's probably easier to film. Into mm. an apartment that's still under construction. They have climbed a ladder and then pulled it up so he yeah. can't reach them. But he does manage to grab a hold of Odeme and pull her back down. Molly goes back down to help her, and he pushes her off into a pile of construction debris. Pulled you off. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to have a con- the apartment above us being under construction, I need to hear construction sounds earlier in the movie. Randomly, mm-hmm. yeah. Just putting it out it's there. Like, we know that the same dudes who helped them are... We saw that dude when Odame came over the first time because he was yelling at Odame through the window. Like, we know the building's under construction, but yeah. we don't hear it or see any other signs. And we also don't know how much, much time has passed. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the same construction dude. I think it was. I mean, I probably but was, no. but I didn't realize that. He pulls his gun on Odame and wants the check. He's like, I don't have it. <laughs> he doesn't believe her it when she says gone. she gave it away and he's about to shoot her and Sam so has found some don't energy. Don't lie to me. Like, wow, I'd be, if I was Odame, I'd be so mad at Sam right now because Nobody she can't Nobody would believe she gave it murdered. to nuns. You don't even believe that I would give it to nuns. (laughs) And if you did and told me about it, I'd be very mad at you. But you know this woman is a con artist, so you don't believe she gave it to nuns. (laughs) So So, I got a $4 million check today. I gave it away. You do what now? (laughs) So Carl... Oh, wait, hold on. We could have been leaving it in a rule book. Sam comes to the rescue. He pulls Carl off of Odame. Carl Mm -hmm. shoots into the room. I shoot into the darkness. <laughs> yeah, magic missile at the darkness. She wrote it on your back. Then he grabs Molly and pulls the, puts the gun to her head. He will shoot her if he doesn't get the check. After a moment of tense silence, the gun is knocked out of Carl's hand, distracting him long enough for Molly to get away. Carl grabs the gun off the floor and shoots the lock off of the door. Sam is on the other side and punches him before knocking some scaffolding onto him. Carl goes to run out the window. He sees a large metal hook hanging by a rope. He pushes it in the direction he thinks Sam is in, but it swings back, breaks the giant window that he's trying to crawl through, and then the glass, whatever's remaining, falls (laughs) and kills Carl. And that image has been imprinted in my brain. It's a pretty horrific death. Since I was a child. (laughs) 
And then when the shadow people come to get Carl, like that scene. The reverse babies. Is like the most memorable scene from this movie in my brain. <laughs> Not me. And, and he's all like, he's so snotty about it. Oh, you done fucked up now, Carl? You're dead. Yeah. It always, like, the end when they drag him away, it always reminds me of the end of The Mummy when they drag Nemotep away. Yeah. <laughs> that was a better movie. Yeah. So, like better Sam finds Otome and Molly watch the mummy. huddled together. I mean, if it's on. And asks if they're all right. No, Molly the other mummy. can hear him now. Mm-hmm. The heavenly lights So, appear. now she's a medium? And Otome can see him. And she Sam be becomes visible as they shine on. He kisses Molly and says goodbye to Odame and then tells Molly he loves her and she says ditto. Which is not what she should have said. Into the light. She should have said, I know. And got flash frozen. Oh, I got it. (laughs) The end. All right. Did you actually write? What did you think? She wrote. Yes. So what did you think? (laughs) Very often on my first page, I'll write, what did you think going in? Just to remind myself to ask. All right, what'd you think, John? Oh, I get to go. Yay. So, my favorite character is... I'm having a hard time with this. I'm going to go with Odame. Okay. I'm going to go with Odame because there's only a lot of really likable characters in this. Um, <laughs> because when you think about the things that Sam has Odame do, either he's dumb or... I mean, I, I believe that he's dumb, but I... Well, if he was smart, he Molly's probably would just know that his there. best friend was wandering Molly's money. not really likable, but Molly would be in a state of shock and bereavement, so... So, she's not at her best. She's not... Yeah, she's not really... We're not getting a unlikable, good... Unlikable, but we're not getting a good... Yeah. <laughs> my, my least the favorite... does not agree with you. <laughs> my least favorite character is Carl, who has his friend murdered and then tries to bang his girlfriend and then tries to kill Odomay. It's hard to come back after that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a rough one. You don't say I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene is when all of the the um, ghosts come to Odame and Orlando takes over her body and says, Damn, baby, what'd you do to your hair? <laughs> <laughs> do you like it? It's autumn sunrise. Because he could see like her hair. I feel like that sentence, Damn, baby, what'd you do to your hair, does not make me think that you like my hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. But he would have been able to see that. and I don't know. I just really like that scene. It's funny. Um, Ooh, baby, you changed your hair. Yeah. My, Damn, remember what you do to your hair. No, no, it's no. not your turn. You shush. <laughs> my favorite line is, a lot of women know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny. <laughs> she knows where you live. A lot of women know where I live. <laughs> yeah. Big Willie style. He is a drug connection. Yeah. So. And... Um, my favorite tertiary object. Not a whole lot of really cool stuff in this. So I'm going to go with the computer. The CRT monitor. Mm. Because it's... Um, Cathode ray tube. Because without that, it really dates the movie. Yeah. Other than that, you really it could just make that same movie right now. <laughs> and I will, uh, I will give it a yay. It's a good movie. Not a great movie. It's not, <laughs> but it's a good movie. Not the new zoo. It's not the new zoo. It's not Police Academy 2. But I enjoyed it. And I always enjoy it. Don't watch it a lot. I don't think a rewatch over and over again would really... But every once in a while, throw it on. You'll love it. All right, Elaine, what do you think? Uh, my favorite character is Sam. My least favorite character is Carl. I kind of wanted to pick Ona May because she's very annoying. 
But I'm going to go with Carl because he's evil. See, I kept my... I don't like Whippy Goldberg, but I like Golden Egg. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite scene is when Sam is taunting Carl in the office. My favorite line is actually Sam typing Sam over and over and over on the computer. Mm. My favorite tertiary o- object is Molly's pottery overalls because I really want a pair of overalls. <laughs> and... um. I have some problems with this movie, but it's not bad. It's just long. Mm-hmm. Like, and you think it's going to move at a good pace because everybody remembers the pottery scene and that happens so early that you're like, oh, this is going to be a fast-paced movie. Things are going to get done. But no. <laughs> and even though Molly is really sad, it doesn't feel sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel sorry for Molly and I don't feel like I'm not invested in her emotions. And I don't know if it's just because Demi Moore has got the emotional range of a knapsack or... <laughs> I mean, or she, they kind of give you the impression that more time has passed. Yeah, or like the pacing. There's something so yeah, about the this. the pacing is weird. But, I mean, it, it was enjoyable. And I think if you haven't seen it in a while, you should uh, watch it. So I'm going to give it a light yay. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to... Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yay. <laughs> All right, Tony. Uh, my favorite character is Sam. Least favorite character is Molly, just because she wasn't really a character. My favorite line is when the banker says to Otome, well, how would you like your $4 million? And she's a 10s and 20s. <laughs> Which was funny. I laughed out loud. Uh, my favorite scene is, um, it's a tie, but with the demon deaths or the power lessons, but going over it, I like the power lessons where the the mm-hmm. train man teaches them. Mm-hmm. And my favorite church object is a subway ghost, because I thought he was cool shit. I'll get the movie. It's uh, I, this is one of those movies that I would um actually want to see a remake. I wouldn't mind seeing a remake of this. You could you could up the pacing and make it a little more Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. I'd do that. More cohesive. And I think I think this could be a good remake. I know people probably too think it's precious or something too precious to remake. Oh, they remake everything. Come I just on, really man. wish they'd make something original. <laughs> well, some movies though. They did. It's called Bros. I think, I think some movies could uh, use a rewrite and a polishing, and this is one of them. But I like this movie, and I'll watch it. Highlander, that needs a redo. Highlander. Like they it's in the works. Think about it. Well, they, it's still in the works with Henry, yeah, Henry Cavill. Cavill. The power, the power yeah, dynamics they need stuff to just is really decide, weird. Are they going to make like a bunch of these movies, or just the one? Yeah. Because they never did that. It was like Star Wars. They were like, we're going to make this movie. Are right, making another one. Make something up. Then they don't, nothing before it, after it doesn't matter. Yeah. Think about the shit. Like the prequel series. They actually thought about it. Made three George movies. Lucas knew what he wanted to do, wanted to make more than one movie when he made Star Wars. Yeah, I don't think that's true. But I don't know that's if what he the, that's what the thing is, he but wanted it's not to right. make what they have now. <laughs> and they don't true. make movies without leaving room for a sequel now. Yeah, that's not true either. All right, well, my favorite character is Oda Mae Brown. My least favorite character is Carl. My favorite scene is when Sam learns how to move things from the subway goats. My favorite line is when Sam says, write it down, and Otis May says to Molly, he wants you to write it down. And he's like, no, you write it down. And she says, I ain't no damn secretary. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite tertiary object was their clean hands after they said the pottery wheel together. (laughs) The clean hands. The clean hands. Because cleanliness is next to godliness. That's right. Also, I would give the CA. They did not have clean hands. They boned covered in pottery wheel dirt. <laughs> Clay. Okay. Clay in the hoo-ha. <laughs> Which leads again? to uh, yeast infections. It's what we learned. 
Is that right? I don't know. That's. I, I, I don't know. It's I don't want to know. I'm just going by it's an owner of a hoo-ha. Your lady parts. Not in your I lungs. don't know. I'm going <laughs> to assume that, that that's happens, right. you know what you need? Mass and gill. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Learning all the time. I will also give this movie a yay. We assumed. <laughs> I mean, you picked it. Well, that say. does not always mean well, only Tony ever made his own movie. Well, Carly will maybe her movies because sometimes <laughs> she just picks things just to pick it. Yeah. So please find us on facebookcom slash the underappreciated movie podcast, or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a message. And tune in next week on the um, podcast for Elaine's pick. So, what's your Halloween pick? Well, I was going to do... Are you going to pick Henry VIII? I am. No. The Brothers Grimm. Okay. But I'm not, because now I'm going to do The Never Ending Story. Does that qualify? Uh, The Never Ending Story? Yes, it does. But it's not really a Halloween movie. I mean, it's fantasy. It's fantasy. All my stuff, you can... People love Falcor. You can dress up as Falcor for Halloween. But we've just been talking about The Never Ending Story a lot, so I'm going to go with The Never Ending Story. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? I can always see the piece of trash that is the Brothers Grimm. <laughs> I have to watch it again. I remember well, watching it going, that's okay. Don't it, worry. You're talking about Ledger and Dana. Yes, right? don't worry. We'll watch it. Maybe I'll do it for Christmas. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to do again. the Never Ending Story. Is that available anywhere or we got to... I don't know. We have I it on DVD. I love when no one looks for we it. We have it on DVD. Do we? Yes. We got to get a snooty about it. If we can find it. That's not Maybe my problem. That's your problem. <laughs> You have a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. Find it. This song randomly pops in my head for no reason. It's a good song. It is a good song. But I will not have heard it for years, and I'll just start singing it one day. Never-ending story is on HBO Max. Although it happens too often for that. I will not have heard it since the last time I sang it, and then it'll pop in my head again. (laughs) I think this is the last song that Elvis ever did in concert. Was this song? He closed the concert with this, and then he didn't do any more concerts before he died. Well, we watched that documentary about Elvis, and they showed clips of that, and Elvis sounded like he wasn't going to make it. <laughs> he didn't look so hot. <laughs> like, this, I watched that thing anybody who attended that concert could not have been surprised to find out he died later on the toilet. <laughs> he wasn't looking hot. Yeah, I watched uh, some concert footage or whatever. It was uh, Motley Crue, and Vince Neil was singing. And it was, he didn't look so hot? Terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, his voice still sounded good, but he was only getting every third word. Oh, this guy's like, like slurring this. shit together. Not make it and... the concert. Well, now I'm depressed. 